Hi, I'm Dr. Jen Vignes Horan, and this is Deep Cuts, a new show from the University of Chicago Department of Surgery on how diversity, equity, and inclusion issues affect the lives of the people we serve. Today, trauma surgeon Dr. Brian Williams and transplant surgeon Dr. Michael Mellis will discuss the communities we serve on Chicago's South Side. and how us working at the University of Chicago Medicine approach these complexities of patient health. Health, it's the economy, it's environmental justice, it is housing, it's education. What we learned in 2020 is that healthcare intersects with all of those issues. This conversation took place at our trauma and acute care surgery offices. We started by discussing our desire to cover complicated topics on deep cuts but how we might make mistakes in the process. We wanted our audience to be the south side of Chicago. That's the, those are our neighbors. That is a predominantly black community. And just with us, you can't see us, but I'm black. Dr. Millis is white. Tony, our engineer, is Asian American. So we have this diverse crew here that wants to talk about these issues that are predominantly affecting uh, the black community here. So we recognize that there may be some cultural challenges. We don't want to say the wrong thing, but we do want to help. We do want to inform and we do want to make a difference. So we thought about these things before we can started, like how can we ensure that we don't make a mistake? And we kind of accepted that we probably will at some point say or do something that may not be uh, readily accepted, but the whole point is to be able to put that out there and have a constructive, a safe and impactful conversation about those issues. So one of the things that I see in our group already here is, is that I have clearly been at the University of Chicago much longer than anyone else. I've been here for 28 years. I came here immediately after my training. Brian has been here for a couple of years but was a mid-level faculty when he arrived. Jen is a resident, and Tony is a student. And so we have a lot of diversity in this room, and that's one of the things that I've always seen the university and have been part of trying to make the university environment to be, and that is diverse. We want a diversity of people. Um, I've been on the Medical School Admissions Committee for over a decade, and the previous director of admissions would always say we want diversity that means we want the people from the south side but we also want the girl who grew up on a farm in Iowa because all of those people add to the diversity of what the University of Chicago should be and who we serve and we do serve predominantly in in many ways our south side we also serve the greater city of Chicago and the Chicagoland area, the nation, and internationally. I'm a transplant surgeon, and I have transplanted people from six of the seven continents. Um, the only one I haven't done is Antarctica. So uh, we want that diversity of people, ideas. Yes, color of the skin is a good start of that diversity, but it doesn't end there. It goes to all types of diversity, age, experiences, etc. The important thing about diversity is diversity is not a numbers game, and diversity does not equal understanding. That is an important point I think we need to to just kind of hammer home, that just having that diversity does not lead to understanding or change. So there needs to be more behind that. 
And for us, it's not just about serving the South Side. We want to get South Side kids that want to come to medical school here, right? And then those that are in medical school stay here on faculty and then go back to serve the South Side. And like you said, that's just part of it. We do serve the entire city. We have an international presence as far as the university. Uh, but for me as a trauma surgeon, most of my patients come from the South Side, is, is gun violence. Uh, that's why I came here. Uh, you do transplant, you have a much more broader patient base, so you're gonna cover a lot more. But in the end, we do recognize our, I don't know if it's the right word, fiduciary responsibility <laughs> with the South Side being in our backyard that we, as an institution, with all these resources and this uh, world-class experts, that there's something special we can provide for the South Side. And this podcast is one means of letting the community know that we are here, but also trying to get more people on board for that mission. And it, it'll be a focus of a more uh, specific podcast, but that will be you know something about transplant. But just to point out, although I've transplanted people from 607 continents, um, we perform more uh, kidney transplants on African Americans than most, in fact, almost all the other transplant programs in the country, we're in the top 10 for sure, uh, the number and percentage of uh, African-American patients that we transplant. So we do recognize our responsibility and our determination to make sure that our Southside colleagues get transplanted if they need it. Well, I was just going to point out that this podcast is sort of a learning experience for all of us. We are using this as a way to learn about the different disparities that affect our patients in every realm, every field of surgery, um, and talk about it to bring light sort of to our own department, to ourselves, and talk about the things that we can do to improve care for our patients. And so even just talking about this, I think, brings light to these problems within our healthcare system, and I think that's important. So one of the things that I'm doing and with Jen is to try to understand and better educate our residents, our students, our faculty on what those barriers to accessing the care at the University of Chicago and really anywhere and uh, how that impacts our patients, especially in our complications. Complications are where we as surgeons learn a lot and if we can understand where the access to care uh, and how that impacts those complications, I think that will be a, a big advance in our educational process so that everyone that comes through has a better understanding of structural inequities and access to care. So when we talked about having an effective and impactful podcast, some things we, don't, we just don't know, right? We do not even know how many people in the South Side listen to podcasts, right? Those, those are demographics about access that are beyond our, um, our knowledge, but we can't do nothing, right? We have to do, do something. So we're, this is part of a broader mission. The Department of Surgery has something going on. We know folks that we try to get on this podcast, like Dr. Abdullah Pratt from Emergency Medicine and Ed McDonald from GI. They're doing things as well. We, we have the Urban Health Initiative. So we're all kind of trying to do our part. So there is a lot of work from the university in multiple fronts, at least from the health center, to make a difference. But there's also Harris School is doing work, right? The, the Booth School, they're doing work as well. Uh, I can come in, this is going on. There's just so much happening. It's just, they, there's an opportunity here to really do something transformative, especially this year, 2021, after the year we had last year <laughs> in this country. Like There's opportunity to do so many things that we never thought were possible before to, to make a difference. So it's a really exciting time to start this podcast 
and I think an exciting time to be in medicine. Yes, we're all looking for a definite change from the last year in pretty much every way. That's, you know, healthcare, vaccinations, et cetera. We all want to do something different than what we had to endure last year. Uh, and at least four of us will listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the audience will grow over time. It'll, it will grow over time. I have no doubt about that. We have some great guests and some great uh, group of hosts and content. So it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, the one thing that, um, and maybe Tony knows this, but we, as a resident, I've noticed that faculty here at University of Chicago are so invested in the patients, like much more so than I've seen really anywhere else. They care about the patients like, deeply. The, I mean, you see it in m and M&M when we talk about complications and people get really heated because they care that that patient had that complication because guess what, the, the Uber driver that was supposed to pick them up and bring them to their clinic visit didn't come or because there was some, some implicit bias when they checked in to the ER that put them in the waiting room instead of being seen immediately that allowed them to have a, a delay in care and had a worse complication because they sat in the waiting room for five hours. The surgeons here, the attendings, the faculty care on a deep level, which is great. And we're really committed, all of us, from faculty to students to residents to staff are committed to serving our patients and providing excellent care. So for a listener who has never even heard of M&M or much less will be an M&M, what does that mean? Like you're telling them that we are invested what does that mean to them? What is an M&M? So every Wednesday at 6.15 in the morning, <laughs> we convene in a small room. Now some of us are on video chat uh, and talk about mortality and morbidity. So when a patient dies or they have a morbidity, which is a, a complication of a surgery or even maybe they didn't have surgery, but they were cared for by the surgical team, we talk about these mistakes because we want to get better. That's how we learn. We learn from each other. You know, Dr. Williams will present a patient that had a retrohepatic cable injury that passed away because we couldn't get uh, hemorrhage control fast enough. And Dr. Millis is a transplant surgeon and takes care of, you know, sewing the liver to that exact spot and, and can suggest, you know, ways that, you know, you can get access really quickly. And we learn from each other in a way, you know, next time we have that complication on trauma, we know how to do those techniques to stop that. Dr. Millis alluded to this. We started adding access and bias as a potential complication to talk about because we want to get better. Um, those are things that affect our patients on the South Side, I think, probably more so than other institutions. And you can't learn from those mistakes that you're making, the implicit bias that you yourself are making until you think about it and talk about it. Um, and in the same way that we can learn from different types of surgeons, how to do different techniques, we can learn from each other about our own implicit biases that we're, we're doing or access to care difficulties that we may be contributing to that we can learn from and improve upon. Let me just give a little vignette of some of the, the bias that can play in and that you don't even recognize sometimes. So one of the things that I noticed when I came to the University of Chicago many years ago, and it, and it continues today, is, is that we as faculty have no idea what the insurance carrier or coverage is of a particular patient. And that's a good thing. Uh, that, we, that means we can, there's no bias it, when you look at the identification of the patient on the chart, whether they have private insurance or public insurance or no insurance, we just treat everyone the same. And I think that's a big uh, step forward in, in treating everyone the same. 
I can tell you that at many places, that's not the case. The um, the type of insurance is right there front and center on the patient's little name uh, identification on their chart. And that can lead to implicit bias as to what type of care you're going to give a specific patient because they have this type of insurance that'll pay this or that. And we don't have to worry about that. We can just take care of patients. And that's the way it's been at the University of Chicago since I got here 28 years ago, and it continues today. And um, those are the types of, when places have those types of identification out there, I think that can play a big role in implicit bias, and I am glad that we don't have it. Yeah, implicit bias, when you say implicit bias, you're talking about the subconscious biases we may have. We're not expl- not saying I will not treat that patient because you don't have insurance, but something in the back of your mind will color your perception and inform your decision. Right. We have that about, about, about race, gender. We have implicit biases about body image, gender identity. But I think the, the one that's been most discussed about is implicit bias about race, which is kind of critically important for us at University of Chicago as we opened up the trauma center Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of impacted the demographics of the patients that are coming through the ED, particularly when it comes to uh, to gun violence, and how that impacts the entire health system because they get admitted to the hospital, they're in the ICU, they're going to the OR. So pretty much everyone in the hospital is touching these patients now that may not have been happening in the past. Whether you're a surgeon, medical student, resident, nurse, uh, technician, so it's it's really kind of informed the entire end-to-end practice of the hospital of the health system actually which leads to why we as a health system need to evolve and do what we can to transform what it, what it means to be a South Side uh, resident when it comes to healthcare inequities. And I think um, our recent experience demonstrates how committed we are to taking care of our South Side patients, whether gun violence or otherwise. About 35 years ago, the University of Chicago tried a trauma center And because of the impact on the elective cases, it was stopped. And this time, through a lot of planning, through all the faculty uh, and trauma at the time, the ER and the hospital administration, we were able to put into place systems that accommodated all the increased number of patients. And yes, we have certainly a bigger physical plant now that helps make that happen that we didn't have 30 years ago, 35 years ago before I I got here. Um, But a big part of that, because we were frequently at capacity before trauma, we are more frequently at capacity or over capacity with trauma, but we're still able to get our patients taken care of. And I, I was in here 35 years ago, and if I'm a Southside resident, like there's and looking at what all the different um, protests that occurred leading up to the trauma center, there's definitely an undercurrent of race that is felt for the reason why the trauma center did not exist. So now that it is here, that has shifted the conversation. And I heard this from some of the residents talking about how, especially the ones that are maybe a year or two ahead of you, Jen, that they were here before the center started, then the center became started and then afterwards how not just their experience changed but also the conversations that they were having about uh, racial disparities in healthcare. and I'm guessing that happened to the medical students as well so there's this new generation of trainees that seen before and after and that will hopefully impact their future roles in healthcare in a positive more inclusive 
uh, an impactful way. I keep saying impactful over and over again, but it's about change. It's about, it's about transformation. And this is a very unique experience. And hopefully it's not just us that benefit, but we turn around and uh, ensure that these communities are the benefit of, of our expertise and experience as well. Right. We've, we've lived through this change. Um, and in another five years or 10 years or something, it will be the norm. And that's good. That will mean that we have made that transition to taking care of, of our Southside community in an appropriate way, um, taking care of all of their health care needs. Yes, we want to take care of those patients that are victims of gun violence, but ultimately we want to try to impact the incidence of gun violence and decrease that. And we have people all around the university, Brian mentioned that we have people at the, the Harris School of Public Policy and you know all the different aspects of the university are all trying to get an understanding of, of the healthcare needs and how we can impact not only gun violence, but hypertension and obesity and diabetes, et cetera, among our, our population that we serve. I just wanted to add, I, I think Dr. Williams is exactly right. I was a, a resident here, a junior resident here well, before we were a trauma center, and now I am a resident after we opened. And I think just getting people into the system and seeking care and building that trust and fostering that trust in the community has been huge since we opened as a trauma center. I'm sure Dr. Millis has seen this. Um, these Patients that we see that were in car accidents or victims of gun violence come in and their family members see the way they're cared for and see that, you know, we treat everyone the same. Um, and they reach out to the doctors and they say, you know, I've been having this chest pain or I've been having this other symptom and we connect them. So it's all about connecting these patients with the care that they need. Um, family members, friends, um, I had a good experience at U Chicago. you should go there. But uh, I think the care that our patients and the population has been um, improved since we opened. And one of the, th the initiatives that the medical center is taking is to try to increase our primary care network so that uh, if somebody um, has just general medical needs, uh, they don't need to go to see a specialist, but they can go to good qualified primary care uh, physicians and get that taken care of. As we talk about what we can do and what we want to do for the community, part of it is also involving the community and asking them, what is it that you need? We don't have all the answers. And frequently, those of us in academia will, will sit up in our offices and figure out their answer, then like hand it to uh, the community. You follow this and you'll be fine. Well, let's just go out and ask, like, what is it? What has been your experience? What do you need? And how can we help? So that's kind of the, the next phase of what we need to do. So part of this podcast is feel free to reach out to us. Like, like hold us accountable for what, what you need because we don't always know the, all the answers, but we're not above taking suggestions and we need to actually work in a collaborative manner to make a difference. We know in general what the issues are in the South Side in terms of their health care issues. We know that African Americans overall have a higher incidence of hypertension, obesity, diabetes than the general population. So we can think about those, but as Brian said, reach out to us and say, you know, specifically, these are the things that we want more emphasis on. And there are gonna be aspects on the South Side that are not covered by the general demographic healthcare uh, information that we have. And uh, we need you to help us figure out what your problems are and then let us help figure out what the solutions are. And we know it's not it's more than just healthcare. We, as we know now, health it's the economy, <laughs> it's environmental justice, it is housing, it's education. Like, like it's, what we learned in 2020 is that healthcare 
intersects with all of those issues. And we can't, in healthcare, can't solve all those, but we can certainly do a better job of interacting with all these other domains. And our patients, when they come to our door, it's a barometer of what's happening in the community. So when gun violence is up, it's a barometer of what's happening in the community beyond healthcare. So we can be part of that solution, but it has to be a, a collaboration between us and academia and those that are in the community. Right. When someone has a healthcare problem, it is almost never a disease-specific issue. Lots of things have impacted that patient for them to come to the hospital and have a, a problem. And if we can help identify all of the aspects that led up to that problem, that brought them to the emergency room or come to the clinic um, and say that it's a housing issue or it's an environmental issue, then we, from our healthcare advocacy, can help try to make changes in all those other areas because people trust and recognize that people have a problem and that their physicians and their healthcare system should be part of the solution, not just of the specific healthcare problem, but of all the issues that brought them to the emergency room or to the hospital. Well, we got a few minutes. You, each of us want to leave like with one last take-home comment before we close up. Uh, diversity is extraordinarily important to all of us and how we interact with our fellow uh, human beings. And we on at the University of Chicago and on the South Side want to understand diversity and all of its aspects um, in a deeper way. I'll say, even though, even though we are doctors and a student doctor, um, I, for me as a trauma surgeon, I would be happy to work myself out of a job. So as much as fun as what I do, teaching and uh, taking care of patients, it'd be great to use what I've learned to try to reduce gun violence to zero so that people on the South Side can live healthy, safely, uh, and happily without having to worry about getting injured by gun violence. No, I think you guys said it all. I think this podcast, we're excited as a department to come out with this podcast. We're nervous about, you know, saying the wrong things, but I think we're going to learn a lot from this, and we're really excited to, to, get, to get involved and get the rest of the department involved. Dr. Brian Williams is a professor of surgery at University of Chicago Medicine. He's also a founding program director of the Adult Surgical Critical Care Fellowship. He is currently writing his first book, Race, Violence, and Medicine, a memoir. Dr. Michael Millis is a professor of surgery and the vice chair of global surgery at UChicago Medicine. He is an expert in adult and pediatric transplant surgery. Dr. Millis is also a pioneer of new techniques for liver operation. His innovations have helped the University of Chicago perform more liver transplants than any other program in the region over the past 15 years. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear us discuss, reach us at zoom-colo-gen at bsd.uchicago.edu. That's colo, C-O-L-O, and gen, G-E-N. Deep Cuts comes to you from the Department of Surgery at the University of Chicago, which is located on Ojibwe, Ottawa, 
and Potawatomi land. Our senior producer is Tony Liu. Our engineer and technical director is Paul Braun. Our intro song is Love Money Part 2 and comes to you from Chicago's own San Morimoto off of Super Records. Follow us on Instagram at Deep Cuts Surgery. A special thanks this week to Julian Owens and Jan Spicer. Find more about our work at surgery.uchicago.edu. 